Welcome to Fireside Chats on the Young Mind, brought to you by Old Firehouse School. I'm Dorothy Stewart, and I'm here today with Amy Baker, Alex Dutton, and Judy House. And we're going to talk to you today about a subject that you may or may not know about, but you may soon, and that's biting. On the topic of biting, I always tell parents at the parent orientation that they should look to their right and look to their left because one of you three was a biter. No joke. Biting is so common. In fact, biting is something that all living things do. It happens here. It happens everywhere. But I've got some experts here to talk to you about what to do about biting or what Old Firehouse School does about biting. I have Amy Baker, Alex Dutton, and Judy Haas here, our directors, to talk on this topic. Amy's going to share some fun facts that you probably don't know about biting. Go for it, Amy. Okay, well, you may be interested to learn that research shows that occurrence of biting in child care centers is highest in September, lowest in the summer, and usually peaks around 10 a.m. Wow. We think that's because in September and October, kids are just getting to know a new situation. And we also think that by the middle of the morning, blood sugar levels dip, children are a little bit tired or hungry, and it kind of makes sense that they might have fewer resources at that time of day. Okay, I don't know how fun that is, but let's hear another one. (laughs) (laughs) You know, biting happens for a variety of reasons. It's often correlated to teething and cognitive advances, and those things don't happen on a predictable schedule. Truth is, biting can happen at any time of year. That's right. So, Amy, why do children bite? There are a lot of reasons why children bite. The first and simplest is impulsiveness, a lack of self-control. Babies and young children sometimes bite simply because there's something there near their mouth, and it's not intentional in any way. It's just a way of exploring the world. Some young children bite when they're very excited or overstimulated, so they may become very excited, even very happily so, and they may just lose control. A child might be doing something that she really loves, like dancing, and just become overstimulated, and she might bite somebody if an adult isn't there to intervene. So that was an experience that my um, my eldest child had where she was just so excited to see her teacher at the end of the day for some reason. I don't. I think I had, t- I had picked her up already and then we saw her again. And she ran up to her and just bit her on the leg. Oh, wow. oh, no. And it, it was so painful and I was so horrified. But it, we, we knew it wasn't malicious. It, we knew it wasn't anything. She was trying to hurt her teacher, but she was just so excited. And that happened when Ellie was two. And I have a child who's almost four and I hope that as an adult, he doesn't, this doesn't go anywhere on social media and affect whatever's going to happen in his future <laughs> life. But as a child who's almost four, he does still bite only when he's excited. It mm-hmm. doesn't really happen at school, but it happens at home where if he's playing a chase game or if he's mm-hmm. just running around and he gets overstimulated, suddenly he'll just chomp down on somebody, whether it's me or his sister or um, an, a to- you know, stuffed animal. And it, of course, it does not feel good. Uh, and we always have to talk to him and slow down what we're doing. But it's really based on just being overstimulated. Yeah. yeah, that's my experience, too, that a lot of it is overstimulation or just being excited, not even overly excited, but really excited. Right. As children become more self-aware and as they're able to regulate their own energy level and emotional states, it usually works itself out. That's why by the time you're a grown-up, you're usually not a biter. <laughs> Another reason that young children bite is just frustration. And I think a lot of parents think that this is the one and only reason that young children bite, but it's not. In fact, I would say it's maybe less than the other reasons. But in a, in a young child's life, in a toddler or a preschooler's life, there are too many challenges, so many demands. They want so many things. There's crowded spaces and there's obstacles. 
And especially when young children aren't yet very articulate with their language, they experience a lot of frustration in a particular day. And this is probably the reason that's the most obvious to us when we look at a biting situation, especially in a classroom. So we have overstimulation and impulsiveness. Impulsivity. Okay. Yeah. And frustration. The last thing that I think is important to remember is that young children are teething all the way through preschool and frankly, all the way through childhood. When molars are coming in, toddlers and young preschoolers just have an urge to gnaw on things. And we sometimes forget that they're teething. Right. I know. I, once in a while when my youngest gets into that kind of just bitey phase, I'll just hand him a frozen peach or something. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think I don't need these teethers anymore. But even actually my six-year-old who's starting to lose teeth Mm -hmm. now is, you know, once in a while just like is gnawing on her sweater. And I'm like, how about I give you an icy instead? And there's just, you know, there's still that oral growth that's happening. So that can contribute to a lot of biting. Well, even though it's so commonplace, it of course is very disturbing to both the parents of the biter or the parents of the bitee. So of course it is important to remember as a baseline that this is very normal. This is a normal part of being a preschooler or being the parent of a preschooler. But I think Judy's got some tips for us about how we handle it at Old Firehouse School and what you might try at home. I do, I do. So when biting happens, here's what we do at school and it may work for you at home as well. We let the child know that biting is unacceptable and reserve our sternest, loudest voice for acts such as biting, which as a preschool teacher, it's really hard. (laughs) I can speak from experience. When I had a a biter in the toddler room years ago and I came to Dorothy for some advice, she said, use your loudest, sternest voice to say stop and sort of startle them out of it. And then you go ahead, sort of without emotion, you know, you don't want to be angry at them because that doesn't help either. Even though it is, it's upsetting. We use words such as, you know, biting's not okay. Biting hurts. And when they're ready to communicate about it at whatever level they're at, you know, often they need to calm down a bit first because the startle, it startles everybody, the biter and the bitey. But we work with the child on using their language, whatever that may be, if they want a truck or, you know, or if they just want to say mine because it was their toy, we help them or we, we tell them, stay close to me and I can help you find your words. Um, another thing we do is we involve the, the child who bit in the care of the child who was bitten. So they might bring an ice pack or rub their back or do some sort of act to help them feel better. I think the thing to also keep in mind is that if your child is in preschool, there's just more chance that your child might get bitten. And we will do as much as we can to help prevent those moments from happening. But children are still impulsive, they'll still get frustrated, and it might happen to your child. And we're so, so, so sorry if it does, but we will really work with everybody in the classroom to try to make sure that everybody is safe and that we can get past this problem. We often do get past the problem really quickly. It's not something that goes on for years and years and years. It's something where a child might have a really bad month of biting and then mm-hmm. they kind of get it out of their system. That's and my, so yeah. Yeah. that's my experience as well. It's, it, it is <laughs> and the consistent right. the consistent biting's not okay, biting hurts, you know, or you can bite a carrot or you can bite whatever <laughs> whatever they can bite. Being consistent helps. Yeah. I know we've had some issues about what the parents of the child who was bitten, how they feel, and how they deal with it with the child. I remember, Alex, there was a child who kept bringing it up for a whole year. Right. 
Do you want to talk a little bit about how that well, parent can help that child let go of that memory? Well, it's really hard for a child who has been bitten sometimes because, and depending on your child, they might be a child that will really remember that moment because it was so shocking and so surprising to them. And so, you know, it was something that only happened that one time, mm -hmm. but for months later, they were talking about it. And we would just help the child remember you know, oh yes, it, it, it acknowledge like, yes, I remember when that happened a long time ago, it really hurt. And now you know how to play with that friend. And that friend was helping you put your shoes on. And we try to re remember the good moments too, instead of just, you know, focusing on that negative experience and helping her think about the positive things that have happened since then. But for some children, it does really stick in their heads because it was so surprising and so shocking. It just made, it just made an impact on them. I think that's an interesting point, too, that young children's sense of time is so different than our own. Preschool children will often report back to home or back to school something that's happened in the other environment. And it, their sense of time may be so different than ours that it may be something that happened a week ago or a month ago or a year ago. And they report it as if it's current. So I think it's super important to keep a really clear line of communication between your home and the school. Mm -hmm. When your child, if your child says something like, oh, you know, so-and-so bit me, come in with curiosity and ask your teacher about it and expect that your teacher will also sort of do the same thing in reverse. If we hear of something that happened at home, your teacher will, will approach you with curiosity because there's usually a seed of truth, but there's also a, usually some gap in terms of how the child has understood what happened. And it's really useful when the adults can be on the same page. So remember, whether your child is one of those recreational biters who bites every once in a while or a vocational biter that does it more often, this too shall end. Thank you for listening to Fireside Chats on the Young Mind brought to you by Old Firehouse School. And please subscribe to our podcast. So let's say goodbye, everybody. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.